Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Anybody here like to, when they're reading a thriller or watching a thriller, want to go to the last chapter of the book to see if you're hero or the characters are going to make it okay. Do you guys do that ever? Anybody skip to the last chapter? Okay, I see something. Okay, thank you. I'm not the only baby, right? When you do that, right? So you're reading something or you're watching a movie and it's a great movie, but you're really tense, right? And so you go to the end, you read the last chapter, or maybe you ask a friend or go to Rotten Tomatoes and see how does this thing turn out, right? And when you find out that the hero's okay, does it make the rest of the movie better? It doesn't. Because you ruined it. Is that why? Oh, thank you, Ashley. Ashley's a diehard. I like that. It just, it's, you're more relaxed. You can deal. If you know the last chapter, you can deal with the middle, right? And I would say it's the same thing about life. That's our worry. If we knew the last chapter, it would make the middle of our life a lot more endurable. We would be able to do it, enjoy it even, right? And uh, so if you watch Avengers and you're getting all tense and you want to know, is Tony Stark going to make it? Oh, no, that doesn't work for this movie. Sorry, never mind. Okay. So anyhow, <laughs> you, guys, you guys have seen Avengers, correct? Avengers over here? Probably not. Maybe not. Some? Okay, good. It's going to come up later on. Uh, John, the writer of, or the one who wrote down the Revelation, likely also the same one who wrote the Gospel of John, he uh, might have been getting tired of the middle of his life. He'd seen his friends die, be killed because they're Christian. He'd seen the church be persecuted within itself. I mean, they were being booted out of synagogues. Their friends were throwing them out throwing him under the bus. They saw Peter die, Paul, etc. And now, after the, what I would call the synagogue persecution, now was the Roman one. And the latest emperor had declared, uh, you know, Christianity outlawed and was going after Christians himself. And John just couldn't be quiet about Jesus. And so... uh, He was banished to the island of Patmos, um, which actually sounds enjoyable like a vacation for us, right? Oh, I'm going to Greece. That sounds great. But uh, no, if you live in Greece, it's not so much cool, right? (laughs) But he's banished by himself, basically, right? In the small island, away from everybody, alone. And so here he was on a Sunday, by the way, because this is what happens on Sundays. John says on a Sunday, God 
gave him a vision. God came to him and he saw all sorts of things. And that's what the revelation is, is John writing down what God had given him to see and he wants you to see too. Because John needed to see the last chapter. And for all the the junk that Revelation gets, it's a happy, happy story. Because ultimately Revelation is about this. It's going to be okay. John needed to hear that. Let's look at these words here in chapter 21 of Revelation. If you want to look at it yourself, if you don't trust me uh, reading this, John 21 of Revelation. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea well, he's talking about sea, it could be, he's talking about, you see this in the Old Testament, you see this in Daniel, um, that division maybe between God and man, between the heavens and the earth. So the, new, the old heaven is gone. This is very important. If you are holding tightly to things of this world, right, like you're going to have them forever, a couple things, you're not, you're going to lose them, let alone, unless Christ comes back before, you're going to die, Either way, it's all going to pass away. So don't hold too tightly. But, John says, a new heaven and a new earth is coming, right? And John's seeing this. And then he says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. couple things here. It is tradition in a wedding that the bride comes down, the husband's here, and people rise, right? And a lot of times in Lutheran churches and myself coming out of seminary, I was like, well, you're not going to rise for the bride? In this church, you're only rising for who? Who is it? Jesus, right? And uh, you hear that sometimes. But I really think the image of the bride coming to the husband, when you're seeing that happen at your next wedding, this is where it's coming from, right? The bride coming to Jesus. And so, in this case, this bride is decorated, this bride is beautifully adorned. What does this mean? Forgiven of all her sins. People, humanity forgiven, cleaned, and the waters of baptism like we did Pearl earlier today. Forgiven, righteous, new, right? And so I think you should rise for the bride because when you do, you're recognizing that greater marriage that is happening. When you, one day, We have all sins removed and all worries and all fears gone. And when God looks at you, as he does right now, he doesn't see your dirty clothes. He doesn't see your past. He sees a beautiful person, clean by the blood of Christ. Next time you go to a wedding, remember this passage, that that's how it's going to be on the last day, right? And then he says this, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride. John's seeing this this future, this new heaven, new earth, and he's seeing this city. 
Now, back where I was at for the last couple of years before I came here, if I were to tell people that the future of their life, that they are forever going to live in a city, what would they say? Well, isn't grandpa out fishing? He's out fishing by himself at the river. That's not how they talk, by the way. I don't know why people talk about that. But uh, we, we, we don't think of like a city, right? And, and, and for sure, people out in the country, they're like, I'm not going to live in no city. They don't live here for a reason. There's too many people, you know what I mean? You bump each other all the time. There's loud, it's noise, and it smells. I know you've kind of forgotten that, but it does when you come to Chicago, by the way. <laughs> How's that? Great. So I always like to remind them, oh, no, you can be living in a city. In fact, a buddy of mine, wonderful Christian, Ph.D. in theology, and I reminded him because he, he can't really stand people. <laughs> I said, you're going to live in a city just like this forever. But what's the problem with the city? Well, I'm sorry. Don't get going on this. We, know what the, we don't need to talk about Chicago's problems, but uh, it's sin. The problem with the city isn't there's a lot of people. The problem with the city is that we are sinners. And that we can't stand a lot of people. We only like who we like to like, right? Or even if the people we like, we hurt and we speak poorly to. The problem with a city and a bunch of people in one place is not... That this, that's just not logical, that can't happen, is because we are jerks. We're not easy to live with. Now, I think you're easy, you think you're easy to live with, and you think those people aren't, right? That's the problem with the city. The problem with the city is people and sin, and it's death, and it's fear. That's why people don't like to live in a city, not because the very idea of a bunch of people living together is a problem. And so John says he sees a vision of a city like Chicago coming down. But what's great about it? He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. A day is coming when we will live tightly together and will like it because you won't have those ridiculous desires that certain selfishness that always starts to push people away and there'll be no more jealousy of who's wearing what and who's buying what and there'll be no more crime whether it's the obvious crime and people go to jail or it's your crime and your words and your little thievery Little lusting that hurts you and hurts others. A day is coming, a city is coming. John saw it, a utopia where people get along and there's no more sin, there's no more death, there's no more Satan. That's the last chapter of the book, a utopia. Now, usually we think of utopia, um, it's funny because I think everyone agrees with that. Oh, I like a utopia, right? In the last 150 years, people have been pursuing a utopia, right? Isn't this everybody's dream where everybody gets along? That's all we hear on Facebook. Whether it's Democrat or Republican, everyone's really kind of saying the same thing. We should all get along. And yet we can't. And for the last 150 years, people have been pushing utopia. And what's happened for people, I mean, I'll, I'll say this right now. Anyone who tells you they're going to make a better place and make the world better and fix everything, look out. Usually people die. Do you know this? Hitler wanted to do this. 
Lenin wants to do, this Stalin wants to do. It's how it is. We're going to fix it and make it better. And guess what? Our new favorite movie, Avengers, the, the bad guy is Thanos. And what does he want to do? For what purpose? Create a new world. Because there's so much pain. He, he says this, right? There's pain, there's poverty. And so he wants to kill half the population of the universe, right? And make a better world, right? This is also the plot of Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger, by the way. Get rid of people. People are the problem. We need to fix people. And usually when people start talking like that, people die. But this is not a man-made utopia that's coming. This is not up to you. And it's not up to passing laws or electing particular politicians. It's not up to you trying hard to make the world a better place. It isn't. It's going to happen. A better city is coming. It's coming in the clouds. It's coming in the resurrection where we will get along and it will be given to us. It is true. It's the last chapter of the universe of the book. And it's not about murder and killing and making cuts, but about grace and mercy in Jesus. So here's John seeing this last chapter. Do you think that helped him live the rest of his life knowing it's going to be okay? What do you think? Absolutely. He could suffer because he knows he's going to rise again. And you know what? We believe this vision because he's seeing Jesus rise again. So if Jesus says this is what's going to happen in the future, you can trust it. So knowing the last chapter of your book makes life better. These kids are being confirmed, and I don't know what's in front of you. I, will, I, I shouldn't say this. Generally, you're going to have hard times. You're going to deal with challenges. You're going to deal with loss. You'll, you are going to join the rest of parenthood and adults worrying about tomorrow. I don't know what it looks like, right? We don't. But I do know, and God knows, and he shows you just like he did John, how it's going to end up. The last chapter of your lives. The last chapter of all your lives. We know it, right? It's going to be okay. Right? Let's say it together. It's going to be okay right? A good day is coming. A resurrection is coming. The end of sin, the end of death, no more tears or worry is coming, period. That's a promise. That's a vision. And just like John received it on a Sunday, quite frankly, that's what church is. That's one of the goals of coming to church, is to receive a revelation from God telling you the last chapter of the universe and the last chapter of your life. To remind you again, it's going to be fine. A utopia is coming. Sin will be removed. Death gone. Disease gone. Life forever in Christ. And knowing that, it makes the middle of our lives a lot easier. In fact, knowing the end, it actually makes our life, we're able to enjoy it. And as Christians, we shouldn't be just always down, like, well, you know, Lutherans can be like this, by the way. Well, tomorrow, you know, it's a nice day. Well, tomorrow's probably going to stink, right? Or I don't deserve any of this. You know what I mean? Lutherans can be like this. No, no, no. It's going to be okay. So when good things happen, you can praise the Lord, like today. We have, a, we have cake out, by the way. Take a big old piece of cake and enjoy it. You guys all like cake? 
Don't worry about the calories. You know, we worry too much about these. Like we're trying to perfect the world. Well, if I eat this and I don't do this, if I can just, if I can exercise this many times, I'll be able to live just a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be sadly disappointed. But I can tell you, you're going to be okay. You're going to get through it, right? And today, this, or this month, we're talking about grateful living. I think this is really fits in well. Knowing the last chapter of our lives. Knowing we'll be okay. Knowing God has and will provide for us. Allows us to be generous. Allows us not to cling to our stuff. To care for others. To love others. To take risks. And to go forward. Because we're not worried about the future. God has that. It's a done deal. It's going to be okay. And as a church... As we make plans for the future, it's so easy to sort of, you know, just kind of grab our stuff and just be very careful. Just make the right decisions all the right time, and, and we don't want to screw up. Relax. Make the best decisions you can. Go forward. Love our community. Do new things. Man, that might work. This might work. Who knows? Go forward because it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. In Jesus' name, amen.